Welcome, everybody, to Bible on the Rocks. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the story of the 12 spies from the book of Numbers, chapters 13 and 14. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So, sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. I'm Brett Hinky. I'm drinking Whiskey Del Bach, American Single Malt Classic. This is made in Tucson. You picked this out when you were out there, right? Yeah, back in December. It's still good. It is good. Single malt whiskey. What's Del Bach mean? Of the Bach. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like a round back. <laughs> Del, Del Bach Vista. Yeah. My name is Ed Big Daddy Johnson, and I'm drinking Pineapple Habanero Heat Wave Turbine from Energy City Brewing in Chicago. It's a beer. <laughs> Wait, Chicago's called Energy City? Evidently. Well, I thought Energy is the Windy City. Yeah. That's why it's called a turbine. Oh, and it's energy because it's a wind turbine. Oh, yeah. Oh. Jeez. Who's this guy? Yeah. My name is Brent Small Fry. (laughs) (laughs) Anderson. I'm drinking an Allagash white Belgian style wheat beer, beer with coriander and curacao, curaco. Orange peel. Nice. Brent guest Welcome. panelist tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah thanks for being a, here. I think Good it's idea. I think it's worth mentioning that Brent is the good reverend. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, what does that mean? That's me. The good know. reverend kombucha guy. He's the owner and sole proprietor. Is that right? Is that right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Of the yeah. good reverend kombucha beverage company. That's I correct. There's other parts myself. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. The, no beverage. <laughs> okay. just, just kombucha just company. company. Okay. There yeah. Right. Nice. Yeah. And you have a brick and mortar location? I don't. We just no. do production and distribution. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And is this out of your home or you got a shop set up somewhere? We do it out of our basement right now. Really? Nice. Cool. Yeah, I got a whole brewery set up down there. That's awesome. Yeah. I've seen your stuff in, uh, let's see, we were just talking about it. Great Harvest. Great Harvest in Warrington. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have other Natural locations? Natural Marketplace in Warrenton. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, Eden's Natural Market, uh, just at the end of Vent Hill on 29. Oh, yeah. You know, it's right there. Crossing that jacked up Jeep dealership, you know? Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, and Where Jameson goes for beer all Haymarket the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I got, went in there once cool recently. Yeah. Yeah, they, they actually do. It surprised me. I went in there the other day, just got Jameson's recommendation. Yeah. They need some better signage and advertising. It just well, looks... Jameson's already talked to the owner about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they also own the, yeah, so they own the, the, the wine and beer. market. Yeah. As well. Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. Okay. So is this your, is this your, uh, initial clientele is like natural markets, local? Yeah. We're from like, uh, Haymarket to Charlottesville is, is our primary 
region right now. Cool. We sell to the Washington football team. So that's kind of that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah really. The Washington football team. Yeah. Wow. You're at the uh, the gas like at the stadium. In there now. To yeah. The, to the no, players, just to the right? team. Yeah. The okay. players. Yeah. Okay. Um, Josh Perius and I am drinking Jameson Irish Whiskey Stout Edition mm. in my Yeti with my ice. Have know. you had that before? I think a few times. The Stout Edition? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm a, I'm a fan. Oh, really? Well, okay. I was at the ABC store today and it was the same price as the regular. Usually ah. it's upcharged a bit. And I was like, okay. oh, well, same price. I'll get some of that. Was it on good. sale? It didn't have a sale like mark on it. So, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> cool. Either way, it's good. All right. My name is Jeremy Spittle, and I am also drinking Jameson Irish Whiskey Stout Edition, mm. which is really good, actually. It is. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's delicious. Have you not had any? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Serve me. <laughs> Today, I'm going to tell the story of Moses sending out 12 spies into the promised land. From. I actually love this story. I grew up on this story. This is the things I would read in church when I was bored. I know. You've you've told the joke before. Which one? The guy without any parents. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my dad's favorites. Yeah. Who was that? Joshua. He was son of none. <laughs> <laughs> Did you... Oh, I feel like you knew that you just wanted us to. Yeah, say Yeah, we needed to hear it, and maybe, we need to have the. Maybe the original joke is there are two people in the Bible with no, um, with no parents. Okay, Adam. Oh yeah, and Joshua, the son, son of none. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right, so That's a little bit of background. Yes, we all know who Moses is, or does anybody not know who Moses is? Show of hands. Uh, might need a refresher. Okay, Who's Moses, Moses. He's the guy that brought the Israelites. Out of Egypt, out mm. of slavery. Okay. Yes. Part of the Red Sea mm. with some help, we assume. From the big man upstairs. Right. And he uh, he has he started leading the Israelites through the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And um, since they left, there, there's another thing that I, I think is important to note, and that's that they've kind of gotten these instructions from God to set up this, what they call the the tent of meeting. So they've kind of divided into 12 different tribes. We'll talk about that in a minute, I think. That was before they left. Yeah. Did they? Before Egypt. they left? They've always been 12 tribes because they descended from the 12 sons of uh, right. Jacob. Okay. And then there's the two half tribes from Joseph. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, um... The two half tribes make but the, up one. Uh, so who were the ones? Time. Who were the priest? The priest, the Levites. Levites. Oh, nice pull. Were they set aside before or after the Exodus? I believe that's after that they get made because then they establish the priestly class. Because they're they're the only ones that are allowed in this tent of that meeting, was right? When, uh, come, or near come, the they tent just, of meeting. Because of even. Aaron, right? Aaron was the first. True. Right. Yeah. He was the first Levite, priest. and then they come yeah. from there. Yeah. But Moses goes in the tent of meeting, right? True. Yes. Because he's special. Well, he is Aaron's brother, so he's he's like in the same family. God's dude. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway. So the TOM. I'm not actually sure how long they've been wandering out in the wilderness since leaving Egypt when this story happens. I don't know if anybody figured that. I think it's pretty is early. It in the four, is it 40 or is this 20 because it's before? Oh, spoiler alert. I don't want to say anything. Is it I feel like it's it's not even 20. I feel like it's oh, pretty so early. Yeah, I feel like yeah. they've only yeah. been out there a few years. 
It's oh, a short, really? It's if a that. long walk from Egypt, but yeah. It's a but short right. trip compared to how long it took them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it I shouldn't think, have taken, I mean, like, straight shot, it shouldn't take that long. Right, right. Just a couple days, maybe. No, but you got <laughs> is a couple, it a couple million, days, you think? No, you got millions of people walking together and all their stuff. It's going to take a while. I don't yeah. know. Still, straight shot. But not, should take but not many, many years. Yeah, not 40 years. Imagine, a whole generation. Like, imagine millions of cars on 66 trying to get to DC. How long is that going to take? Right. I think it's farther than that, though, right? Isn't it like 100 miles? Something, a couple hundred miles? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at least just, the front just car would get there. I'm pretty sure they didn't have any cars. Right? The vol- <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not until the New Testament, right? Right, yes. Yeah. We're gonna they make were all in one accord. Jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, so this is pretty early on. I think so. Yeah, it's like I a highlight think so. reel. Hmm. Um, and am we'll gonna, find out. Am I gonna die tonight? We're doing like all my best of. <laughs> <laughs> best of Josh. In the in memoriam. memoriam. <laughs> in memoriam. <laughs> Lifetime achievement award. <laughs> the story starts out where um, God says to Moses, he says, I want you to gather up some uh, spies, and I want mm. you to send them into Canaan, and I want them to uh, check everything out, because that's the land I'm going to give you. Um, send 12 men, and it's going to be one man from each of the 12 tribes, and it's going to be kind of their their leader. And so uh, Moses, he, he gets the guys together, and sends them off into the wilderness, and they're in this place called Paran, Paran, and he sends off these twelve guys. Okay, I'm gonna pull up the list because I have of them. the dudes. Yeah, right. Who can anybody name the twelve? I can name two. I can name two. Yeah, yeah, I got <laughs> <laughs> the twelve tribes. Oh, I don't know if I can name the twelve. I could. I could. Get some of the tribes. Oh, you get the tribes. tribes. Yeah, yeah, the tribes. Oh, well, oh, the, 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 I can name two the the names, spies, but... The spies, uh, I mean, there's only two worth remembering. Yeah, those are the two I remember. All right, on I, tribes, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the obscure ones, hoping you guys will get the, okay. the biggies. All right. All right, Naphtali. Yes, that's one. Okay. Ooh. Manasseh. Yeah. Ephraim. Uh-huh. Benjamites. Yeah, Benjamin. Benjamin. What are we at, four now? Levites. Yep. Judah. Uh, Levite, Levites are not on here. What? Yeah, they don't I'm send just, one. I'm telling you. Oh, but there's but because they're you, priests. But if you count the twelve, he's got to have a, the twelve. No, because you got right? the the half tribes from uh, Joseph. So Joseph doesn't have a tribe. He's got two half tribes from right. his children. Yeah, I think Manasseh, Manasseh is one, one of, of the half tribes. Yeah. And, and Ephraim, right? Ephraim is that the Ephraim? other half tribe? Okay. Reuben. Reuben. Gad. Egad. Dan. Yeah. Wow. Uh, how many we got? I don't know. You're missing Simeon. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Judah. No, oh, I think Judah. I said Judah. Did you say Judah? I thought we did. That's what Caleb's I from. I think we Caleb's talk, from Judah. We talked about that's Judah the one before. When they have the, the split. Judah becomes its own thing. Its own country for a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, kingdom, I should say. That's yeah, where we talked about Judah a while back. Yeah. Uh, Issachar, did you say Issachar? Oh, no. Um, Good one. Ephraim, Benjamin, Zebulun. Ooh, I knew there was a Z. Yeah. Manasseh, Dan... Asher. Asher. Oh, Asher. Like the poles. Somebody pulled out Naphtali. Brimful of Asher. Like the first one. <laughs> Naphtali. You, Naphtali, you yeah. yeah. That, was, that, that was quite an opener. I'm not going to go through their names because it's not really worth mentioning them. The individuals or the tribes? They're not worth it. Yeah, yeah. they're not. Yeah. They're really not worth wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Ouch. Sorry, there's two. There's two that we're going to name a little later on. 
Uh, all right. So, so Moses, before they go up, he, he says to them, and I had to write this down. I got a lot of notes. Uh, go up there into the hill country. Preparing. Huh? Good job preparing. Thanks, man. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. I, I really want to move the story along. <laughs> <laughs> and also not lose track when I get interrupted. Yeah. See what the land is. See if the people are strong or weak. Huh? Mm. See if there are a lot of people. See if the land is good or bad. He's hung up on the land, I think. Yeah. Uh, see if their cities are fortified or if they're living in camps. See if the land, again, is rich or poor. See if there are trees or not. Mm-hmm. Guy likes trees. Mm-hmm. Have courage mm. and bring back some fruit. Mm. So I'm glad you actually read that off because in my preparation, because I also prepared. Because I think this is very which, serious. Which preparation? H. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, Preparations A through G. So the, trans- <laughs> the, the translation I read on the is the land rich or poor was like is it fertile or not fertile. Yeah. Oh, okay. Idea, right. It's mm-hmm. all about Which fertility. Seems like a weird question, right? Because it's like I'm giving you the promised land. He's like, check to make sure it's easy to plant crops there or not. Like, not like why would he care at that point? Like, you, you're going to live there no matter what. It's decided yeah, by God. Right. You're sent there by God. They're like. Make sure we got trees and it's easy to plant things. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like not, it's not just a purely a military like check out. It's kind of like so. What's it going to be like? Are we going to be able be to eat? Because this wilderness right. thing sucks. Yeah. Right. Are we have to like sit around and collect manna for the next thousand right. years in our promised land because there's yeah. no way to grow anything? Right. And quail. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Is well, it? To, is it to give them hope or something? That there's something better. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's well, thorough. I think we could probably talk about this because. It wasn't God that asked them to to see if the land was good or bad or fertile no. or not. I mean, no, to me, that also it's another question going back to the beginning. Like, if God says go into this land, you're gonna kill everybody because I'm gonna help you. Why are you sending spies? Why don't you just roll in and kill everybody? I don't know. That's a good right? question. <laughs> uh, good. So I don't think that uh, God telling you to do something doesn't mean don't prepare. True. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, so they're, well said. It would have been better if I argue with you, I guess, but I mean, I disagree. <laughs> so, like, yeah. <laughs> so they were just being diligent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes that diligence is translated, sort of in the story, not like language translated, into like a lack of faith. Yeah. Well, it depends on if they... What's translated to a lack of faith? Like uh, when people look into too hard, like how to do what God has asked them to do, I feel like sometimes. Oh, okay. Well, uh, who was the judge that killed his daughter? <laughs> Jeff yeah. Jephthah. Jephthah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Jephthah. So we we talked about Jephthah. that was one of my favorite stories. Yeah, by the way. Like, and there was there was. A, oh, uh, and I think I should mention too that I'm 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 your biggest fan. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We'll put that. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'm, leave it. I'm here. your I'll biggest fan. Move it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so going back to Jephthah. Yes. I think that we were talking about he was he might have had like a lack of faith because he made it. promised this thing. Hey, if you'll give me this victory, like he was bargaining or whatever. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, bargaining yeah. with God. So yeah, I I can see that just being kind of a having yeah. a lack of in faith. in retrospect. Now I feel like it's a little bit if you jump the gun on God's direction is when he really gets upset. Like the I'm going to strike the rock and make the water instead of just waiting for God to tell me to do that and. So yeah, there's, there's, things, yeah, the sacrifice, right, right. Yeah. All right, so, uh, so the the twelve spies they go out, they go from the Negeb up to mm. Rehob, Rehob, and it's, it's kind of they great just beach. they just go up and then they come back and they're they're looking around, right? 
And they come back, and when they get to Hebron, they see the descendants of Anak. Mm. I really wish Eric was here because there's so many words that we could talk about. Oh, what no. They sound like. Oh, the A and E. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient Near East. Yeah. Good pull. Well done. Nice. Anak, the Anakites. Anakites. Anak. Anak. The sons know. of Anak. Yeah. So they're okay. apparently giants. They're they're big folk. This is like Eric Smith. Talk about. Let's get, let's let's unpack All right. this. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we'll get to it. We'll they're descended the, from. What? Wait, wait till we get there. <laughs> right. Let me just. Can I? Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> Look at the right. zippy long stocking. Um, uh, let's see. Get interrupted, doesn't it? They get to they get to the valley of Eshkol, ah, mm-hmm. and they cut down a branch uh-huh. with a big bunch of grapes on it, and it's apparently so big that they have to put it on a stick between two guys to carry it. They cut down a branch from like a grape tree. A grape tree. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Love them grape trees. Is that how yeah. grapes used to grow? <laughs> Where do as as I... they cut down a branch. Maybe there, there was a Where do I find this grape tree? Growing on a branch. That's the only way I can figure that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they get some, some pomegranates and some figs. Oh. That actually sounds pretty good. You put some wine right? and cheese in with that. You got yeah, a nice charcuterie plate. There you go. <laughs> Some meats like, and cheeses. That'd I was be like good. in my late twenties before I knew what a pomegranate was. So good. Yeah. yeah. No. Same here. I had, like read a book about it and I called yeah. them like pomegranates and I had no idea what that was and I'm like I'm reading them like, and I, was, like, I had no idea and then I was like actually introduced to the fruit and I'm like oh another book. It's an example sense. of how the world's getting better. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't never ate a pomegranate when I was a kid. <laughs> right. Were they just really expensive? I don't know. We're just like it's a lot of it, to me a pomegranate is like crab. It's, it's a, a ton, ton of work, work for yeah. a little bit of payoff. Yeah, yeah. It, super I would just seedy. like a pomegranate juice, like I would like a crab cake. Somebody else do the work for me and let me eat that. <laughs> I'm on yummy. board with that. Yeah. You can <laughs> you can get them. Uh, the little fruits called like an aerial or something, like the little parts you eat in a pomegranate. You can just buy like a cup of those oh, where yeah. somebody's done all the work. So yeah, good. but I just also, cr- I could just eat a whole yeah, cup. Yeah, but they're of mostly those are so mm-hmm. good. I know they no, taste so oh, good though. The juice. Oh, mm. so yeah. You know what I got a hankering chin. You know what I got a hankering for right now? What? What? Some pomegranate kombucha. Oh <laughs> yeah. Do you make a pomegranate kombucha? I don't. Ah, not no. yet. He's no. gonna go home and start working no. on it. Right. Yeah, that's a good fig. One. It's fig, really good. Fig kombucha. No, no fig kombucha, not yet. Not uh, yet. I'll pray about it. Right? Oh, nice. Good answer. Good answer. Like my only, my only experience with figs when I was little was a fig Newton. Oh, I love a fig yeah. Newton. I do hey, love who a didn't fig, eat Newton. fig Newtons. I don't know. I like if we need to hear about your experience of figs when you were a like child. A fruited cake. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a cookie. Oh, fruit it's a fruit cake. Newton. <laughs> yeah. See, I would say a, I like how Josh says Newton too. It's like it was. Jersey Newton, accent. Yeah. Newton. 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 All right. So anyway, I thought it was interesting that they named it the Valley of Eshkol. Yeah. What does that mean? Why is I that interesting? That too. Eshkol means cluster. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Like yeah. of grapes? Wow. Well, who knows? I could have been like, this is place is a giant sea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is real. Eshkel F. <laughs> I have to try that. E-F. Yeah, that's a Man. real E-F. What an E-F. Yeah. G. Um, wait, wait, what was the G? Yeah. 
I was just saying G. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like E F G. I know, like, no, yeah. Like, I, I, I was actually just Ashcock reciting. Right, I was reciting the alphabet. Uh-huh. It always makes me uh-huh. E F G. Show off that you know the alphabet. <laughs> there is just that. Uh, my mind didn't even go there. I didn't just even catch those three that. letters. Yeah. There's that uh, Roald Dahl ABC. story called the BFG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it stands for Big Friendly Giant. But whenever I see it, I think it stands for the Big Effing Giant. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. I don't know. How could you not read it as the Big Giant? I don't know. Giant. I don't know. All right. So uh, these guys, the spies, they were out there for 40 days. They finally got back. It, it was a 40-day journey. Everything's 40. Seriously. 40 I feel like that's shorthand maybe for a long time. So, like, yeah. all the towns that they – does that mean, like, they went, like, all over? The north to south, east to west? I like, think they covered so. – right? Well, they said where they, they would start they, and they, went to. Don't they divide it up or do they all see all, everything? Well, not yet. Well, I mean, oh. I thought they divided, like, oh. spread out, like, differently. Like, you go look here, I'll go so, look there. Here's the map. Oh, our oh. listeners can't oh, see the it. route of the twelve spies. Nice, nice, nice job, Dora. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the map. Yeah, over you, the Dead hey, Sea. Did you pull that out of your backpack? <laughs> backpack, backpack. <laughs> Seriously, I'd like to be in the writers' room for Dora, and and somebody's like, "We need a song about the backpack," and some guys <laughs> like, "What if we just have her say backpack thirty times?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I came up with it while I was on the yeah. town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and someone's like, "Oh, now anyone for the map?" Uh, all right, what if we? Uh, what's what's it called when you um, make something like personification? a personification? Anthropomorphize? Yeah, let's oh. anthropomorph. You nailed no, it. It's something like that. Yeah, it is. Let's That's anthropomorphize a, I think I the map. A little wrong, but yeah, it's yeah. Really it. Let's let's do this to the map and just. He'll just tell us what he is for thirty lines <laughs> as well, and he just says, "I'm the map." Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we can cut half of that. That was useless. No, but anyway, we're door, looking at a map now. Yeah. Door is always good. All right. So um yeah, so they went they went up and came back. I think they hit a bunch of places because they they start talking was about Was that their whole route? I mean that that's long. Like a long way, yeah. It is long, yeah, yeah. That's why it took forty days. And, and I think nights. they, they yeah, actually, but it didn't take forty years. <laughs> they had to go over to the, the coast here and over to the Jordan too, I think. It's not like they made a straight shot. I think they kind of wandered a bit. I mean, it took 40 days. Yeah. So, that's a long way. Right. I wonder if they had that map. <laughs> no. No, they had Dora. It wasn't anthropomorphized at that point. They had a guide. They didn't even have a backpack because they had to put the grapes on a stick. <laughs> stick. That was their backpack. backpack. Grape stick. Grape <laughs> stick. <laughs> 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 the grape stick. <laughs> Uh, okay. That's a long way. That's the whole area. They covered it all, right? Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. think they, they pretty much covered everything. So after, they got back after 40 days, and they they went and talked to Moses, and all the Israelites were there. And they got back, and they were like, all right, check it out. We got this fruit. We got pomegranates. We got figs. We got a big old cluster of grapes that grows on, grapes on, grows on trees. Yeah, An escal. We got an escal right. of grapes. Yeah, that's right. right. We even named this place EF. <laughs> There's something wrong with me that every time I hear cluster of grapes, I just think about hemorrhoids. Oh. <laughs> I agree. There is something wrong with you. Wow. You must have a really bad case. Man. No, I've yeah. read about them. That's the description. Like a cluster sounds really Apparently, the, the yeah. preparation H didn't do I much know. for you. <laughs> 
So, all right. So the spies get back and they're like, all right, we got all this fruit. The the place is flowing with milk and honey. Mm. Right. They didn't bring any of that back, though. Which are not vegan, by the way. (laughs) No, they're not. No. It probably wasn't that important back then. Well, Does that matter? Milk. I mean, they were. It was quail. before Noah. Do you think it was mm, goat true. milk or do you think it was cow milk? Oh. Or almond yeah. milk? Yeah. It could have been yeah. almond milk. <laughs> How do you milk an almond? <laughs> just, just tiny, they have very tiny, tiny, tiny nipples. <laughs> <laughs> very tiny nipples. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, they're talking about and, how great the land yeah. is. And then they, they get into. Um, they get a little doubt in their head, I think. Mm. The spies. They're, you know yeah. what? But there are some really big people there, and ah. their cities are big and heavily fortified, mm-hmm. and basically, I don't think we can take them. Ouch. So, the Amalekites live in Negeb, Amorites live in the hills, Canaanites live by the sea and along the Jordan River. That's what they say. Ah, nice. The Dead Sea. I feel like looking at this map, it just makes or me think the, of a civilization game. Whatever that's the, yeah. said that the Age of said Empires. the Kenites were by the sea. Is that the Mediterranean? Is that the Mediterranean? Yeah, on the left is Mediterranean. Yeah. You said the Kenites live by the sea. That's where it looks like. I didn't say map. anything about the Kenites. Well, what did you say? Canaanites. Oh, Canaanites. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're Unless all I, Canaanites, aren't they? Uh, I don't know. So then uh, there's there's one of the spies that kind of speaks up, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, actually, we can take these guys. Wait, let's yeah. go back we to the really big people thing. Because I have a... We'll get there. Well, okay, okay. It's going to come back around. Don't All worry. Right, good, good, Don't good. worry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, so he's like, no, 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 we can take these guys. That was, uh... Who was it? Caleb. Yeah. He had a 50% chance. Yeah. Slip <laughs> <laughs> it a coin in my uh, mind. Yeah, so Caleb says, no, we can take these guys. We're, That's we're, my boy! Yeah. <laughs> it literally is his son. Um, and then the other spies are like, whoa, whoa, I don't think you saw the same people we did. Cause, cause those guys, those guys are big. These guys are big. Um, and so then the, the spies, they, they started talking about how the land will devour us mm. and it's full of giants. Josh, the land would devour them. Oh. The land, they said the land would devour them. Giants. Wow. Like, I don't understand. Is that, that a bad thing or a good thing? Hmm. Oh. It is a weird thing to say know, after you're like, honey. check out, yeah, check out how great right. the land is and it's right. going to devour us. And now, they're, and now they're poo-pooing it. Yeah. Maybe it's like just, it's too hard to take in battle. Maybe that's what they're saying. It's going to devour. So like the land as a, like, like not military so the, victory. Right, right, yeah. right. Like is it because the, I mean, so, yeah, good point. So is it is it because where the people are located? So like they mentioned the I think the Amorites are in the hills. Right. So yeah. they're going to have the high ground. Mm-hmm. Like I have the high ground Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. And if you try exactly. to take him and it cut your legs cut off. off. Yeah. Burn you up in the lava. Exactly. Yeah. Um I miss Anakin in the story. <laughs> Who's Anakin? Skywalker. <laughs> in Jesus name. <laughs> I thought you said there was the the descendants of Anakin. Oh yes, there were the descendants of Anakin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, oh, sorry. Um, Pause so, do, so do you think saying this. the land will devour us is because they don't have a tactical advantage? So, like they mentioned, the people are in the hills, the other people are by the sea. So you can only take, you can only go from one direction because I'm assuming the Israelites don't have a navy or anything. And they're a big fan of British pop music. <laughs> hmm. 
One Direction. No. Okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Teen daughters. Oh yeah. I get it. I was yeah. Saying, the twelve-year-old girls in our audience will love that joke. They will. <laughs> Maybe six, actually maybe 16. twelve years like ten ago. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. So they're twenty two. My daughters are kind of old now. Yeah. So let's say the nineteen and twenty two year old girls in our all right. Okay, so. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Oh, anyway, so the giant people. Who are oh, they yeah. So of? well, it's the other spies. Anakin. They were like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't think you saw the same people we did, Caleb, because we saw the Nephilim there. Mm. Oh, and so and. We looked like we <laughs> felt like does. grasshoppers <laughs> compared to them, yeah. and they looked at us like we were grasshoppers. Mm. Mm. But so here's my question about them saying, "Okay, they're descendants of the Nephilim." Yeah, how are they descendants of the Nephilim after the flood? This is my problem with the Mormons too. What do you mean? They so, were like were the Nephilim. The idea like that there's a descendant pre- of the Mark of Cain, or that they're descendants of the Nephilim. The only descendants on the whole earth are the descendants of Noah and his kids. So, if the flood happened and everybody died, the only descendants come from Noah and his children. You can't have any Nephilim unless the Noah and his kids were Nephilim. You I can't thought- have anybody with the Mark of Cain because unless it's Noah and his kids, no one's alive. Well, who's the Mark of Cain? I thought the Nephilim were uh, people that uh, the angels came down. Right. Into the daughters of men and saw that they were whatever and they were the men of renown and giants and all that. When did that happen? That was Genesis prior to six, Noah? Right before the flood. Yeah. Right uh, before the flood. Well, maybe they came down again. I mean, if you just want to add stuff to the Bible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is there some sort of caution about doing that? <laughs> Are you only many, able to come down times. once? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, at night at my age. but Yeah, oh, for like. sure. Once, <laughs> once is enough. Oh, boy. Two minutes in heaven is better than three minutes. No, two minutes better than one minute in heaven. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Is that all you want to say about the Nephilim? So my point was just that I don't know how you can have descendants of the Nephilim when the Nephilim all died in the flood. If the... But they they know. Do, I mean, that, this is, this do, is a problem. That do you comes think up. that the the flood like was actually this worldwide? According to the story, I mean, according to the story, yeah, I personally know. I think it was a local thing, but um, but most of the people were local at the time. If you follow that logic, I mean, we don't want to get to a whole thing. There my are view. there my are view s- of inspiration, but there are several <laughs> cultures that have stories of a great flood. Yes, mm-hmm. and there's actually a lot of geological. Evidence apparently, I watched a cool thing about that. Uh, the Black Sea, I think maybe Caspian, Black, I think the Black Sea used to be a valley, and there was like a mountain range that blocked off the Mediterranean from there. And there was a big earthquake, and then it just flooded from the Mediterranean coming in. So that could have been the Great Flood if the people of those time mostly were living in that valley. The idea that it rained and covered the whole earth and water, and I'm like a little iffy. On that story. Well, what would have caused the flood? Why would it have flooded if there wasn't rain? There's an earthquake that opened up oh, the land. Okay, and right, there was like yeah. a lower spot oh. and the water ran into damn. that area. <laughs> that damn dam. Yeah. The natural dam broke. What yeah. if it was raining at the same time? I mean, I think, I, I mean, they could both be true. And it would like the world at the time would be the world the population of the earth at the time. Mm. Everything they're aware of. Yes. Yeah. Right. 
And so they yeah. still could have built an ark and got in it and then floated around and then landed on Mount Ararat and all that stuff is still true without the entire earth having to be covered with water. Yeah. Yeah. Still big flood. I feel yeah. like this story has encompassed like 10 different stories. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm taking yeah, a little okay. side. But, but my point about the Nephilim is just like, because yeah. they do the same thing when they talk about um But also uh, you're assuming... Yeah, but also they kind of say he's like the nephew. Yeah, but, yeah. but also, are he's we assuming that that the that that angels actually came down and had that is, relations? No, it's with, only one interpretation, right? Yeah, it could just be the sons of Seth, and then the sons of the daughters of Cain is another. Way it could also just be like really, really tall people, <clears throat> and they're just like we don't have a way to explain it. So let's just let's just say that that they're like the nephilim. Yeah, yeah. And That's it could how be I just describe like, Eric. They're yeah. like the nephilim. Yeah, he's a big person. Descendants yeah. of the nephilim. Yeah. So anyway, um, I had a joke though, actually related to the oh, other conversation we, we were having. Okay, what about, is it? About um, I'm trying to pick who I want to be the victim of this joke, but because I don't like to be self-deprecating. You don't oh, like sorry. to be self-deprecating. I mean, I do sometimes, but I feel like this joke is funny. All right, we'll do it to me. That's okay. fine. I'm good with it. So it's um, it's funny because we're talking about the spies, right? And um, uh, Brett's wife said that he would be good at being a spy because he's <laughs> able to sneak in and out unnoticed. <laughs> 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 oh boy actually I wish that would save a lot of time <laughs> okay alright back to the story so the, that was a good one that was worth it so the, totally the spies brought back this report that was pretty bad and Caleb spoke up and said no it's it's we can we're good we can take these guys and then the spies were like, no, 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 these guys are giants. They're they're descended from descended from the Nephilim. Mm-hmm. They're descendants of Anakin Skywalker. Uh huh. We we're not going to be able to do it. And so Wasn't the Anakin short. Yeah, huh? and his descendant is Luke Skywalker. Not he was definitely short impressive. when he got his legs cut off. <laughs> oh, <Luke. laughs> uh. uh. Hmm. So anyway, the Israelites they had to were... change his name to Bob Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Except when he's hanging on the wall, and then they called him Art. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> knocking on the front door, they call him Matt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's no, starting. That's my favorite set of jokes. Yeah. yeah. When he's water skiing, they call him Skip. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we're having this uh, recording in a tuberculosis game. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So the Israelites, they, they hear all this stuff. The Israelites hear all this stuff and they, they kind of think, oh, my gosh, we're, we're screwed. This sucks. We should have. Yeah. We should have just stayed in Egypt and died there. Yeah. Uh, Same old story with the Israelites. We, yeah. That's what they always we're, say. We're yeah. wandering in the wilderness. Just kill us now. Yeah. Or send us back to Egypt and let us die there. At least we had food and, and stuff there. Yeah. Uh, and now you've sent us out here in the wilderness. And now we got to die by the, the sword of these giants. So yeah. this sucks. And they actually, they were like, you know what we need to do? What? We need to find a guy. That's going to take us back to Egypt. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like an anti-Moses. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like Bizarro Moses. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they called him Sesam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? They found a guy? No. no. Oh. <laughs> I thought... <laughs> I thought I didn't remember. He just reversed the name Moses. (laughs) I was like, man, I didn't read this very closely. Uh, Dastardly Sesam. That's right. I thought it was like that John Candy movie, Wagons East, where people are like, Oregon sucks. Let's go back. We need to find somebody to take us back. Uh, Sesam walked in. He was like, It's me. I'm going to win. (laughs) What? Is that Wario? Yes, Wario. Wait, is Wario like Bizarro Mario? Ooh, yes. What? How do you not know that? Are you because he's tall? The M is upside down. <laughs> oh, but he looks so different. What? No, he's yeah. got an evil mustache. There's even a Waluigi. Who's Waluigi? <laughs> Luigi, the, the Wario of Luigi. Of Luigi, yeah. the Wario of Luigi. Okay. <laughs> is there a Waluigi? Yeah. Really? Really? I, yeah. Uh-huh. I think that's made up. <laughs> I think it's all made up. All right. <laughs> No, there is a Waluigi. Yes. Yeah. And then there's Wario. Is there a... Is there a but they're a, both made up. They're, they're not, not like, real people? Not real. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. So that's Waluigi. See the upside down L on his oh, head? Wow. You well, know what they he, should have done, though, is made Wario skinny and Waluigi fat to really I, do uh, the injury. Uh, yeah. yeah. They I missed agree. the boat on that Lazy. one. Lazy. Oh, yeah, because Luigi's the thinner one. Right, yeah. 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 Wario, Waluigi. Oh, but they kept Wario fat because... Oh, okay, I see. All right. Well, who's doing my plumbing then? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, All right, so the the Israelites... Yeah. They they pick up Sesom. The (laughs) Wizraelites. Yes. They... They uh they find Wa Moses. <laughs> and um wait, did they really find somebody to no, try to no, no. They just say they're going to. And it, it really hurts Moses and Aaron's feelings. Mm-hmm. They they uh they fell sure. on their faces. Ooh. They were so hurt. Like they just like they just tumbled right straight onto their faces? I've never been that hurt. I bet it hurts when you fall on your face, though. Oh, that's what hurt them. No, they they had their feelings hurt. Their feelings were hurt. And then their faces hurt because they fell on them. Kind of like Larry the Cucumber. Just <laughs> goes over. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. I, I think, right. I think. Veggie tails. Thanks. Oh, what? <laughs> that's what Larry the Cucumber Larry the from. Cucumber's veggie tails. Not or like dinner. Oh, I thought you said the, the, the cartoon. Yeah. Or yeah. there's Wary the Cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> Wary the zucchini. All right. So um, I, I think it just means they got real depressed. Moses and Aaron. I think. Yeah. What's were, falling on like, your face? Oh. Is that like because they're praying or they're just hiding? Mm. Oh, okay. okay. They didn't mm. rip their clothes in anguish. Yeah. I like when people and put on uh, sackcloth. I think Caleb did. I think Caleb oh. ripped his clothes. Nice. Put ashes on their head. Yeah, right. And wore itchy, itchy sackcloth. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then uh, Caleb and this other spy named Joshua Joshua step in, right? And they're like, whoa, 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 hold on. We, uh, we've we seen these people, mm-hmm. and we can totally take them. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, the land we saw was awesome. Silly. 
grapes growing in trees. Pomegranates <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Grape trees. Yeah. Figs. Pomegranates. Vines. They said it flowed with milk and sweet, sweet carcass honey. Sweet honey. Milk and honey. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, and so they, they, Caleb and Joshua, they were like, you know what? If God likes us and we actually trust that he's going to do what he says he's going to do, mm-hmm. he'll give us the land. So let's, let's go do it. We can, we can do this. These guys, these, these guys suck. The, the people, the Israelites heard them. Yeah. You know, and the, and they heard Caleb and Joshua. They heard Caleb and Joshua. Yeah. And they listened to their words and they contemplated their words. And do they get pumped? Or did they get, did they doubt them? What do you think? What do you think they did? Um, doubted. Ooh, yeah. They did? They doubted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, the suspense there. In fact, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Israelite people yeah. said, these two guys, you know what we need to do with them? We need to stone them. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Everybody yeah. Must Was it get legal stoned. then? Uh, <laughs> to get stoned? Yeah. Yeah. Was that pre... It was in the law, I would guess. Leviticus? I don't know. But yeah, was there a law of like... Also, if someone says something you don't like, you can just go ahead and stone them. I don't think that was there. So I feel like that... Yeah, probably <laughs> not, I, like, I think that was in there. I think I think they were just... Mad. Awful people yeah. at, the, at that time. It was decriminalized. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Stoning people? Yeah. No, it was nice. martial law at the time. Right. Ah. Hmm. I don't know. It's like in the Life of Brian, right? Where I love like, that part. Says Jehovah, and they just start throwing rocks at him. <laughs> no one throws a stone until I blow this whistle. <laughs> Even if they do say Jehovah, and they just. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great movie. It is really good. And they're <laughs> all the women were buying mustaches so they could go to the stoning. <laughs> <laughs> only men were allowed to do it. Right? Yeah, they're like, who threw that stone? She did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good movie. Uh, Are there any women here? Right. No. no, no, no. <laughs> you are all individuals. Yes, we are all individuals. <laughs> well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Watch so anyway. The kids. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, so the Israelites, they're like, you know, we need to stone these guys. They suck. And I figure they're, they're probably picking up stones. And this is where the tent of meeting comes into play. Cause, um, they got saved by the bell. Oh, they were wow. like, they were like, like Zach AC Morris Slater and AC Slater. <laughs> yeah. You know, principal Belding. <laughs> Jesse. Screech was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, God, what? God showed up at the tent of meeting. Ah, and his glory shone. Mm. And I think I think with like a pillar of fire or, or uh, a cloud, like Johnny th- Storm th- flame on. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's how it works. Do they describe? Does the story describe like how he looked? No, the story doesn't. He just but shows I think up. It, so, somewhere else in in Exodus or Numbers it does it talks about what describes like when God shows up at the tent of meeting. Right. That's crazy how they go straight to stoning somebody. Right. Yeah, they were they were pretty uh, set on on going back to Egypt, following wow. say some. I mean, you got guaranteed work. True. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what I like about Egypt the the uh, guaranteed employment yes, program. They were like, of Egypt. we want job security. 
stone these two Come guys. On, it wasn't yeah, so um, bad. We were just making mud into bricks. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So the Lord shows up. Yeah, he and, does. Uh, and so Moses and and so God have Lord. this conversation. And I had to write all this stuff down because the conversation between Moses and God gets a little intense. Yeah, you know who else wrote it down? Get it? It was intense. intense. Uh, <laughs> a wigwam, TP. Freaking right over your head. Um, yeah, that happens. All right, so uh, Moses, he goes into the tent because he's, he's the guy that talks to the Lord. Yeah, he does. Right? Um, and he says... Now, God, <clears throat> God starts this conversation. He's like, are you effing kidding me right now with these wow. people? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's salty. Uh, I've pretty much done everything for them, and they still don't believe me. Mm. Uh, and he's like, you know how many miracles I've done for them? Like, tens. Tens of tens miracles? Tens of miracles. Which I think he actually says. Tens of. I've done like ten miracles oh. for them. Does he say ten? don't believe me. Uh, say like seven or it's four later in the conversation. I'll get okay. to it. I'll okay. get to it. Uh, uh, well, you just tried to get to it now. Yeah, so. I know, but I, uh, okay. I have to go back because right, there's other parts of the conversation. He's back God's like, you know what? God, God says, you know, what? I'm done with them. Screw it. I'm going to kill them, and I'm going to kill them with a plague. Yeah, and uh, and I'm going to start over with you, Moses. Oh, not even with Caleb and Joshua too. No, just Moses. Wow. He's going to kill them all eventually. And just start 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 over with Moses, and and so Moses is like, you know what, that's cool and all, uh, but the Egyptians are going to hear about this, and um, you know all those miracles you did to free them from slavery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're going to talk to everybody about how you kind of suck as a god, and yeah. and because the people you chose, they're your people. And like the worst, and you just had to kill them in the wilderness because they're so bad. So basically, Moses was like, "Listen, they're all gonna laugh at you." No, <laughs> they're all gonna laugh at you. And then God relents. <clears throat> well, Moses, um, he asks for forgiveness oh, for okay. the people. There we go. He says, "Hey, God listen, like Moses, a just lot. please, please, can we forgive them?" Because, you know, they're, they're, that's kind of your thing. <laughs> you're, you're like this forgiving God. you you love people. You love your people and you forgive them. Have it's you, have you watched Barry yeah. ever? No. I feel like, oh, you're like a character in Barry right now. Like, <laughs> Come on. You're like, you're like the forgiving God. Come on. Like, we work this out. Like, you sound just like a, it's. <laughs> I have seen Barry. Which character is that? The bald one from like. Oh, he's like the evil guy. Yeah, but he's like the serial killer guy. <laughs> I don't think he's bald. He's got alopecia. Yeah, yeah. He's, alope- he's like yeah. no eyebrows or anything. He's well, like, technically, he, well, I mean, he actually is guys. bald because he has alopecia. But True. yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's not why I said it. Wow. Okay. Hair, Unlike hair. other people who are bald that don't have alopecia. <laughs> yeah. So Moses is like, listen. Oh, jeez. Red's pointing at someone. <laughs> Me. Uh, so Moses is, he, he ends up, he's like, listen, you've, you've forgiven him up to this point. Just do it again, please. What's Come another forget? Come on, man. <laughs> so God says, "All right, I forgive them, but uh, and I, I only forgive them because you asked me to. But none of these people are going to see the promised land. 
Mm. Uh, he says, anybody that saw any of my miracles, the ones I did in Egypt and all those people out there that have seen my glory, because of the tent of meeting, the pillar in the daytime, pillar of fire in the nighttime, uh, they're all going to die out here in the wilderness. Ten times they've tested me, and I'm I'm kind of sick of it. So, um, he, he God says, you know, they 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 basically seem to hate me, so I'm going to kill them all. Oh no, he said I was going to kill them all earlier. He's not going to kill them. Now he's, he's now he says them, they're all going to die in the wait wilderness. Until they now. Die yeah. before so that's why it takes forty years. Well, we'll get to that too. Oh. Well, I mean, God I mean, made the decision. And God, well, God, God says, he's like, you know what? The Caleb guy, he's pretty cool though. So we'll spare him. He's legit. He's cool. Um, but any, anybody in the sense to <laughs> <laughs> still borderline. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Josh. So basically, Probably. yeah, he goes, he goes back to the census that they took <laughs> and he's like, anybody that's 20 years old or older. Is going to die in the wilderness, mm. and everybody else is going to make it into the promised land, except for Caleb and Joshua, because oh. they're they're both cool. I like them. Made the cut, dude. And he says, you're going to wander Varsity. in the wilderness for, for 40 years. Do you know why 40 years? to the orphans. Because <laughs> it's just a big number, and he likes to use 40? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah. It's, it's a whole generation, right? Well, no. I, I, somewhere I read, he does one year for every day they wandered. Or the spies went up and, and took to to check uh, out the one land. year for every day. Yeah, yeah, right. That yeah. seems fair. <clears throat> well, I mean, better than they deserve, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, fair would have been leave them in Egypt. I think if we agree that it's fair, then it's fair. <laughs> Is that how that works? That's fair. All right, where was I? Uh, All right, so he tells Moses that he's going to die, Aaron's going to die, and none of them are going to see the promised land, except for yeah. Caleb and Aaron. But not for this, right? Doesn't Moses get kicked out of the promised <laughs> Caleb land Caleb and Joshua. Water thing? Moses never goes, yeah. Because of the water thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Not because see of this. It. Well, he reminds him, I guess, oh, of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, did the water thing happen before this part? I think it was actually after this. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, he theoretically could have lived long enough because he he made it to like a really old age. He was already really old. He was 120, yeah, 120 when he died, I think. Aaron was like 146, I think I saw somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah. Joshua only made it to 120 also. He was like an old man when he was going into the promised land. Yeah. Taking everything over. Yeah. Yeah. Like a brilliant tactician. Right. He's very virile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So God kind (laughs) of concludes the conversation. He's like, listen, those other 10 spies, though. Uh, God, they got some he, sort of plague, though, right? He, yeah, he concludes the conversation with the other ten spies. I'm going to give them the plague, and they're yeah. going to die. Oh, and ouch! That, that's what happened. So, yeah. uh, Moses, he went out and told the people about the conversation they just had, and they were like, "All right, that's um, w- we see the error error of our way." Yeah. And so, what we want to do now is kind of go out into Canaan, and we want to conquer these people, because that's what we were supposed to do to begin with. Oh, yeah. And Moses, too little, too late, bros. Yeah, Moses says, yeah. hey, um, that's not a good idea, because he's not going with you. Oh, okay. And so, they, they were like, all right, well, I don't care what you say. And they wake up the next morning early and go out and kind of get destroyed by the Amalekites. And the Canaanites. Ooh, that hurts. Yeah. And that wraps up 
chapter 14. All right. All right. So uh, what do we learn from this? I don't know. Tell me. Have faith that God's going to deliver and don't argue. Otherwise, you'll wander around the desert forever. (laughs) I mean, it's a little figuratively speaking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's the um, there's the rewards for faith. So like Mm -hmm. Joshua and Caleb. And then there's like the. So it's like this weird, it kind of gets back to like, is it a work ba- works-based religion? Mm, or faith. Yeah. Right. So like, because mm. um, all the people that don't believe they're going to get, they're going to die in the desert. Yeah. And then the, the two dudes that do, they're going to be the ones that, that don't. But the faith in this case is the works, right? I mean, because they didn't do anything special. They just believed after they did the thing. I mean, all, faith, all, I, like. all I mean, spies, faith is kind of a work, I guess. Sure. All the spies saw how good the land was. They're the only ones that were like, that trusted that God would defeat the Nephilim with, for them or with them, yeah. through them, whatever, you know, would deliver their enemies into their hands. Right. Yeah. Where everybody else was kind of like, Ooh, we should go back to Egypt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely is about faith. And trust in the Lord, despite whatever hardship you might be facing. I struggle with the Old Testament stories uh, application to Christian life in a way, because it was like, there was like an immediate, like, God is doing something that he promises is going to happen for you in like the immediate physical world, where like, I feel like our faith is, in Christianity is more like, when you die, you get to go to heaven, and nothing's promised now. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, basically, basically, in some in, way, you're sort of told it's going to suck. And the New Testament is basically the opposite. It's basically right. like you're going to be punished for following me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. If you're doing it right, you're probably going to be hated yeah. and persecuted. But don't worry, when you die, things will be great. Then you get to go to the land of milk and honey when you die. All right. So you're what, what I'm hearing, or maybe the. I feel like modern what Christians I'm responding, in America yes. have a lot of issues. With, like, worrying about whether the society is Christian or not. Yeah. And it feels a lot like storing up your treasures on earth versus heaven. And I would say most – the if you – my read of Jesus's like, teachings should be let the earth burn. It's – who cares? It's it's fleeting and, and it's sinful. Or meaningless. Put, put, meaningless. Everything is meaningless to go yeah. back to Ecclesiastes. Put your um, heart – in uh, worrying about heaven in your afterlife. Yeah, I've had the same struggle where it seems like people are putting politics mm-hmm. before, or yeah, right. their their opinions they have on a political view, and then they go, "What can I get from Christianity to back that up?" Yeah, instead of like, "I have a Christian view, and now I'm going to have a political view that comes from that," or maybe I won't even if I have the right view there, I won't even have a political view because it doesn't freaking matter. Yeah. So politics aside, I mean, I don't. I don't know exactly. I don't follow like a lot of the the, the social media political yeah. banter and stuff That's like that. Good. So I'm not exactly sure how it all. But like you, you okay? What what was it you just said? Um, let the earth burn. That part. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like, yeah, that was it. That was <laughs> yeah. it. No, like so. I don't see it. I don't see it. Like Jesus was saying, like that. Let the earth burn because there's something better beyond. Like I, I, I look at Jesus' teachings and they they seem to be very. Like now, like I, mm. I see the opposite, that Jesus is, is showing a redemptive form of life 
here and now mm. that I, I mean frankly like I, I don't see a lot of of actual teaching of Jesus describing heaven and there's guys like mm. NT Wright that indicate that heaven is is an, an you know sort of a, a an allegory or an illustration of like God's dwelling place but the ultimate teaching throughout the majority of the scripture isn't that our destination is heaven, but a, but a, um, a restored, like a new heaven and earth. Right. Hmm. Like, so, so our ultimate destination is not heaven, but it's, it's, it's like a redeemed reality. I, I don't know. That's how I, I think I, we're I mean, a I long way that. from it though. Yeah. But I think yeah. he may, yeah. that's a really good yeah. point. Cause Jesus is basically like, this is how, I mean, I don't want to simplify everything to like a set of rules, but what Jesus is saying is is almost. You do like, this every time, Brett. Simplify things to rules. Okay, I, uh, I just had to be here. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the A and E. <laughs> you guys are totally missing it because you don't understand the A and E. But um, but that yeah, that makes sense because Jesus was basically saying this is. Jesus is basically saying like be the change agent. Mm. And don't expect rewards in this life, but this is the, but basically like this is the proper, this is what I'm asking you to do. Right. And it's, and he doesn't, I, I like that he doesn't sugarcoat it. It's not going to be easy. This is difficult. This is not the easy path at all. Right. This is very hard. Um, but this is the better way. So I, I agree with that and I, I agree with what you're saying, but I think my, my always read of it was that Jesus is saying, this is how you should act. Yeah. To be like you're part of the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Not like that's going to lead necessarily to the kingdom of heaven being restored or you should worry about whether your government or society or your neighbor or any of those other people are doing what they're supposed to do. Because if the whole thing gets screwed up, it doesn't matter because it's fleeting. It's going to come back and end the world. Your job is to live in right relationship with him and suffer for acting the right way now. And that's why I kind of always struggled, actually, because it was kind of like, how do you live like a normal life when, like, you know, it feels like a lot of what Jesus tells, like, his disciples and the way the early church reacts is like, man, we just got to be this way for, like, the next three weeks. And then Jesus is going to be back and the whole world's over. And it's kind of like, all right, maybe the next three weeks. All right, the next three weeks. And then, like, 2,000 years later, we're like, well, do we need, like, a society? Do we need, like, how should we be living? And But it's like, if you look at his words, it's very much, I feel like, about a call to like who cares what's happening family all those things are secondary worship you know and subject subjugate yourself to your neighbor in a way that's like shows like this sort of like you know the way jesus kind of is to for us and it's like hard to in fact ecclesiastes we were kind of joking about at the time or whatever we we're saying uh, everything is meaningless the i feel like that's like a encouraging book a little bit because it's kind of like well you have to live your life, live it, enjoy it, try to, but, but follow God's commandments and worship him. But you can still just like find meaningful work and enjoy your life. And that's like a good way to live. But I feel like Jesus sometimes it's, it feels a little bit when I read what he's saying, just deny kind of, you know, just, just deny yourself, deny everything just to sort of follow me. And, and that's like, inspiring and great but it's hard to like live a full life of that you know what i mean that's my struggle a little bit with it mm. well it is hard but i feel like we're on to something though there's there's some there's got to be some sort of parallels with or maybe 
So we've got the the Jewish people, which which right is very temporal. Mm-hmm. The idea that like you're rewarded here in this earth, and there's a Canaan, but there's like this hope of a promised land or whatever. And so the same is with the Christian. There's a you know that the existing situation is not perfection, but there's a hope of something better, mm-hmm. and your ultimate reward is in that. I guess. I think I think it's interesting that the Israelites always tend to go back to the, you know, let's just go back to Egypt. We had a better life when we were slaves because life is hard out here in the wilderness. Yeah. And a hard life sucks. Yeah. So let's turn away and we're just going to follow Sison back to yeah. Egypt. Well, I feel like that's a I mean, it's a good reminder about how hard things were in the ancient Near East. No, um, sorry, but I mean, like literally, like I feel like sometimes in our modern sensibility, forget like how hard it must be to be like a people on the move in the wilderness and like the desert. Right. Like, the la- I mean, there are probably people dying every day <clears throat> of like random stuff. Versus like, yeah. even if you're a slave, Tarantulas you have a home. It's like being in jail, right? Everyone's like, oh, jail sucks. It's like, yeah, but you're guaranteed a meal and a warm bed every night. You know, like there's some level of like known comfort versus like, I'm just wandering around. I'm getting bit by scorpions. I'm starving and my kids are getting weird diseases so, and dying. Right. You know, like, so what's similar between the promised land and Egypt? So in the wilderness, comfort, where do they get their food? From God, manna. Quail. Yeah. If you get to the promised land, how do you get your food? You have to grow it. Because it's fertile. Right. Right? Yeah. You back to Egypt, how do you get your food? Probably grow it there. You got to work for it. Oh, you got to work for it. I don't, I, it's just something mm. just like, just think like, just like, and I know we were talking about fertility earlier, like the fertility of the land and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's inter- it, it's just interesting. I hadn't thought about it from this perspective before. The fertility of the land that was promised to them, but yet you have to do stuff to get it, mm-hmm. right? Like you got to do all the farming things and blah, 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 right? And back in Egypt, you got to do all the work for the folks to take care of you or provide for you whatever you need. And in the wilderness, you're just given the manna. To be honest, the wilderness seems like the best place to be. Just... Maybe manna didn't taste that great, but it seemed like they. Were I mean, wouldn't it be more that. satisfying the, to work on fertile land that that like? Wouldn't it be more satisfying to work something that that gives reward than to be in the wilderness and be wholly reliant on quail mm. and manna to show up? Yeah, you think they were. I mean, if you bored? think back, if you think back to the garden, it's always been about work. Like God is like, you're gonna. <clears throat> there's still work. But it gives it gives to you because you apply your your. Well, in the garden, they didn't have to work, right? They just got to pick the fruit. And no, Adam fruit. Adam was after the cared fall. for the garden. Adam after ca- the fall. No, yes. then it was harder. Adam cared for the garden. Okay, that was true. his role. Mm-hmm. There was always work involved, mm. but it gave in response to your work. I hope that we're going to heaven. So I feel like we're on to something though about the Christian life. <laughs> You're not going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, I feel like, like we're onto something of the <laughs> I feel like we're onto something of the slavery, the wilderness, and then the promised land. The promised land. And there's some there's some kind of message here in the Christian life of 
you can go back to slavery. Like you can go back to being a slave to sin and not care. And maybe that's easier than being in this wilderness area, which is, which is kind of like Christian life of, of you're relying on God. It's a constant struggle. You're not necessarily being rewarded for doing the right things, but there's a hope. That you eventually get to where you're I think to be. so. Yeah. Like what? like Caleb and Joshua were also not. It's not like they're going out and they're getting different food than everybody else is. Right. I, th- I think we all have a fear of the unknown too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't. They don't know what this land is. They don't know that. I mean, that they came from that land previously, but none of them know what this land of milk and honey actually is. That's what I mean is there's there's the there's the easy thing for immediate reward like I could do right they're familiar with slavery Sure yeah. yeah they know what that is You know what that is and you know how to you know the system and how to get rewarded in it so I could right. do the, I could do the wrong thing and go back to what I did before I knew Christ because I know I know what to expect from that I know what to do to get what I want or I can be in this this uncertain place where I know the ultimate reward is something different. My ultimate reward is um, relationship with Christ. And in the here and now, it it doesn't feel very good because I'm not getting all the other things that I know about. And there's some there's a level of uncertainty to it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Ed, what do you think? He's checking Facebook. Oh, freaking Ed. <laughs> We rely on Ed to be the voice of wisdom here. No, he's like the silent Bob. He's like the silent Bob. He doesn't say much, but when he says it, it's supposed to be really important. No, I'll tell you what was going through my mind though was the um, the familiarity with slavery that I heard you talking about, or the familiarity of life back in Egypt, and now they have a familiarity with manna, life in the desert, and there now there's this opportunity of entering that which was promised to you. And then when you send the spies out or the scouts, like the unfamiliarity of what they see. And so giants. I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, but whatever. Grape trees. Grapes. (laughs) (laughs) His vines just aren't good enough. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. It's just, it's, it's interesting. Just interesting to think about. Then yeah. and so for me, and I'm I may be making a leap here, but for me it's kind of from a personal standpoint, think about all right, so what am I scared of to step out into because of what's familiar right now versus what was familiar in the past and how do I make those decisions and what does faith look like in that perspective? So I think if you focus on the barriers versus the opportunity. So if you think about, so Caleb and Joshua look at, oh man, look at these grape trees and pomegranate and figs. They're focused on the opportunities and the hybrid. other folk. They were like, hey, hybrid. Yeah. They were like, you know, we can make some good kombucha with this. Kombucha. <laughs> kombucha. <laughs> kombucha. <laughs> Gosh, so offensive. Josh is calling it kombucha. Did I say kombucha? You said kombucha. <laughs> like you called it kombucha. Cambodia. Can we just call it booch? Yeah, let's call it booch. Oh, right. the booch. The, the booch. I like the booch. Yeah. That's, what I, that's what I called at home. I was trying to be appropriate. The booch yeah. is the setting. But. I like getting some booch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you focus only on the obstacles and not the opportunities, so you can get. 
really focused on all right, here's the barriers in our way to getting to fruit trees or uh, grape trees and stuff. Or you can focus on, hey, this is the opportunity and we've got God with us. I don't know. Who could be against us? Yeah, I see that. Yeah. The the whole reason I I kind of picked this story was because I remembered the the other ten spies getting kind of smitten and smite smited smote. smited smote. smoted smoted deep smit deep <laughs> what <laughs> what's deep smit they're in deep smit they were in oh. deep, yes they got in deep smit smit <laughs> I like that. And I just, I just thought that was kind of crazy. It was one of those instances in the wilderness where God just kind of knocked some people off. I mean, mm. he swallowed up a bunch of people and another, like, opened up the earth. And oh, that's what the golden calf stuff was it? Yeah, yeah. I think no, so. this this was something else. The swallowing up was yeah. it? Yeah. I, there's all sorts of crazy stories when they're when they're in the wilderness and this was just one that I remembered. And once I read the story again, it's such a small part of the story that these guys, the other 10 spies die. I mean, there's Moses asking for forgiveness for the whole Israelite people. I struggle with that stuff. You struggle with what? forgiveness? No, I struggle where God says, I'm going to do this horrible thing. And Moses is like, hey, take it easy. And God's like, okay, fine. It's like, really? It's it's, it's a little weird. It is. Yeah. Is he really that wishy-washy? Right. Does he really, like, is Moses really interceding to save all of them? Like, it sounds, so if I, was, if I were Moses story, right. and I was the person that um, people believe God's, like is speaking through right if i wanted to like coordinate or coerce the people in a certain you know i would i would say god was so pissed off at you (laughs) but listen but listen i told him you need to forgive the egyptians are gonna be laughing at you right um and 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 yo he listens to me and right? this is gonna be you he's gonna relent yeah it's gonna be you oh, no. <laughs> I, I agree i agree i it's so like wait, a great so, leadership technique where you yeah. pick out like oh the big boss wants to wreck everything but i am like a buffer between you and them and i'm making that's it what it sounds like right right so you're saying no i saved your 100%. lives people i yeah. saved your lives so what did you're you saying just say that's a good leadership technique it is it's a good way to get your team to bond and appreciate you so what you're saying is moses is all <laughs> so what you're saying was moses was all about coercion the last 20 years oh yeah oh, sorry. so moses was so moses was all about I think coercion. Brett's talking let's pay attention sorry, yes yeah you're saying Moses. Was I can't believe that. we're not we're talking over Brett. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. So you're saying Moses was all about coercion? Is that what we're saying? I don't know what's better. I think it's possible. So you either, either do you think Moses is full of shit? Either Moses is exaggerating to increase his uh, importance to the people of Israel, or God is so fickle that he just wants to kill all the Israelites and would have done it if Moses didn't talk him out of it? Like, what's better? <laughs> what's the what's the more, like, it's cle- uh, is this kind of like Tower of Babel to me? How so? 
Did God really was word? That? What was that? <laughs> Holy shit. That was me. Wow. That was me. <laughs> I can hear that. <laughs> I was pretty sure God was smiting us. We were in Holy Smite. <laughs> we're all in Deep Smith, guys. Deep Smith. <laughs> <Dang. sighs> right. oh, oh, so, so Tower of Babel, do you think God's really worried? That people were going to build a tower up into heaven? No, 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 no. Because that's what's written in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is this is where we get to, like, is it, I mean. We're adding a whole other story again. I know, yeah. <laughs> no, but the How tower. How many stories have we Genesis touched on tonight? A lot. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> this is the different, this is like the different interpretations, yeah. right? So is it right, a story right. to explain like we don't know how to explain how there's so many different peoples in all the different languages, and so this is where yeah, it comes yeah. down to inspiration versus other stuff. And this is why we always well, we're not very consistent in it, but basically it's like all right, this is here for a reason. What do we learn about God in this story? What do we learn yeah. about ourselves? Right. So when I think about with God changing His mind, that this is a tough one, right? Yeah. But, Immutable. Right. But but I think. I think it's clear from scripture that God desires relationship with his creation, which is man. I agree with that. And so is the, is the story of Moses changing God's mind or whatever it is an example of God's desiring a relationship with someone so that it almost seems so personal that God right. could potentially change his mind. And, and there's like other examples. Relationship almost without some level of peer. Right? Yeah. So kind that of. he gives them advocacy at a level they don't really deserve in order to create a better relationship kind of like when abraham orders like argues to save sodom right it's yeah like there's several issue. examples right. of that yeah, yeah. but very but very specific with very certain individuals god right. has these relationships and then in the new testament there's this like the the um what's the story of the the persistent widow right where like mm. consistently goes and asks for things and then it's rewarded because there's there's the persistence to it. The whole, uh, so what do we learn about God, right? So, I mean, the point I was trying to make about the relationship with Moses, right, is I think Josh was, was getting to the point. Like, it's an example of like how personal it was with Moses, right? So almost like a peer relationship, even though I'm sure Moses didn't see it that way. Right. But then it is also like the punishment piece, right? When we're so reliant upon grace, but that's that's why I think when we look at this and then we think about the importance of the work of Christ, that's that's like the intermediary for us. So almost like mm -hmm. so right. so we're looking at Moses as an intermediary here. So the choices are complete destruction or live out the rest of your days, but don't go into the promised land. And then there's Jesus as the intermediary, which is which which takes it up to another level of like you can actually achieve the promised land or heaven or whatever it is um, because know, of Jesus' sacrifice. Yeah, That's a good point. That's my thing. So the point is we're all falling short and we only get God's grace, mercy, and attention when someone intercedes on our behalf, whether it's Jesus or a prophet. I guess so. Without yeah. that intercession of Jesus, yeah. where are we? Right. We're dying. Any we're in prophets Sheol, interceding around. on your, your behalf? Really, no, but recently? I mean, before Jesus, I mean, the prophets yeah. would be the ones who interceded yeah. on their behalf, yeah. What is Jesus interceding? Who is Jesus interceding on our behalf to? 
Ooh, good question. Because we would say God, but he's also God. So who is he interceding to? I mean, but he's God, but also human. Right. So I would say he's interceding on our behalf to God. For sure. He's interceding on our behalf for what, though? For our sin. For grace. Yeah, he's providing the... Asking for grace. Or he, he dies because, our, he because, dies because God wants to what? Kill everybody who sins. Because God wants justice. And so justice means that we get what we deserve. Right. Which is death. And that's, that's God is, as you, there needs to be justice for what you do. Right. And then Jesus with, without Jesus, then, so Jesus pays the punishment. Right. Yeah, I mean, it so goes back ju- to Romans, right? So, so justice is served is, in a way. Wages of sin is death. So we sin, so we should be dead. Yeah. But then Jesus dies on our behalf. Yeah. So then that we get grace and forgiveness and salvation. We just took a trip down the Roman road. Yeah. We sure did. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> Thank God Paul showed up to write this down in a concise way because it's pretty scattered otherwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, it just doesn't jive for me. What do you mean? That that Jesus is functioning as like a shield to to protect us from the wrath of God. Not even a shield though. Jesus actually takes the wrath yeah, of God. Yeah, he's like a sacrifice. It's like Right, that's what a shield does. Yeah. Takes the full force. How does it doesn't jive? I mean, that's like a completion of the Old Testament. That's the whole point of Jesus, isn't it? I don't I don't in the sacrificial that's not how system. I see it. In the sacrificial system it is. Well, but the but Hebrews says that the sacrificial system didn't work. And then it was a shadow of the fullness, which is Jesus Christ. Right. And, it's found, and that Jesus, but isn't it because he's the perfect sacrifice, not because the whole Jesus, thing is broken, Jesus right? called himself a ransom. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> We're saying sacrifice, but Jesus said, I came as a ransom. But what's a Sa- ransom? Well, right. a sacrifice is something that is given to appease the the higher power a ransom is something that comes from that which the uh, of the higher resource in order to pay a debt so sacrifice if you look but at he's it like, also he also calls himself the lamb of god right. which indicates a sacrifice too but who's who's making the sacrifice he is for us right he didn't sleep. He lays he didn't down kill his himself. life no but he lays down his life well willingly. if he's the lamb of god he's he's god's sacrifice well, but who makes the sacrifices? I don't know what you mean. Usually the people. The Usually people who us. commit the sins. Right. Or the priests do. Right, on the behalf Intercede of them. on the behalf of the people that commit the sin. Right. So a sacrifice is people killing the lamb. Yeah, I'm not following. So yeah. that that's what Jesus have, would have to Jesus. The people killed the lamb, right? Mm-hmm. But, so God didn't. Right. No, but God provided a sacrifice, just like kind of like with um, Abraham, Abraham, Abraham and Isaac. Isaac. Yeah, gave the alternate sacrifice for us. I don't know. To me, like I just don't see it. Where Jesus comes, God's angry. I get that God is presented as angry in the Old Testament. Things mm-hmm. like Joshua saying, you know, go in and kill all the fighting men. Yes. You know what? Just kill the women too. Wait a minute. The children. Yeah. And the kitty cats. And then and the donkeys. And the grounds, uh, so they can't even grow crops anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, yeah. is that is that That's the nature crazy. and heart of God? You know, it says that it was God, but. I mean. It seems they have, pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, this is. For me, like, for me, the, the interpretation scri- of the Bible part. Well, for That's me, the scripture I says, you like, you know, Jesus says no one knew the father. 
Not even him. Yeah. Well, Jesus did. Well, I guess he didn't know the end of the world. Sorry. Yes. He would have he to know the Father. He, he well, he said, if you know me, yeah. you've known the Father. Right. No one up to that point knew the Father, including in the fullness, including right. Moses and Joshua and Abraham. Yeah. I don't know. I, I look at the Old Testament and I see a reflection of, of what we have projected on God. I see an illustration of of ourselves trying to discover who God is as God is, is beginning. If you, you know, again, the scriptures say that, that the old Testament was a shadow. And if you think about a shadow, the farther it is away, you know, it's blurry, it's, it's dark. It's hard to make out as it gets closer and closer. It begins to clarify, but it's not until like it comes out into the open and it goes from a dark two dimensional figure to a vibrant three dimensional figure. And then you go back and reinterpret Oh, everything that we thought looked dark and scary was actually something that was quite good. That, I don't know. That's, that's for me how, how I look at this, the scriptures. Jesus is the ultimate revelation of who God is. And now we go back at the Old Testament and say, what we see there was them trying to make sense of who they thought God was. But Jesus himself says they didn't, they didn't fully get it. They didn't know it. You know, so just because they said it here and we call it the Bible and think that the, the Bible, like every word, you know, is like written by God or something. Well, I'm, I admit yeah. it's, it's inspired. I, I believe that it's inspired. That's yeah. what the scripture yeah. says. I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, that's so this where, is why I struggle you know with what, it. Cause I feel like where the Bible accurately records what God's saying, that is the word of God. But just because it ends up in between the two covers, I don't think it's the word of God. But then this, your point, which is interesting and I think a good one and also welcome because it's like slightly different than anything we ever talked about here. So I love it. But um, <laughs> it's, I mean, in, in a lot of cases, the Old Testament is recording God talking, quote unquote, saying all these things, not just us. So that's, so we're either saying Okay, aren't but, but even God talking, Those even that writing it. So again, we're talking it, about an, an oral tradition. Sure. The Hebrew, the, the whole Hebrew system was was a, was an oral society. Yeah. So I think you can see in, I mean, there's a myriad of different interpretations. So you can you can see how so many are flawed, and I think if you have humility, you think your interpretation is flawed yes. for sure. Um. What I mean by this is like like we think of Jesus as the buddy Christ. Yes. Like I'm 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 wary <laughs> of the, Oh, I remember. <laughs> I'm wary of this I'm wary of this of this kind of like there's there is this kind of interpretation of the separation of oh the Old Testament is is God is mean and wrathful and the New Testament is God is loving and graceful. I think that's true. I think he actually is wrathful throughout the whole thing because otherwise why does Jesus need to be put to death if God is not – God does not believe in punishment Which I wrath. would argue God didn't put Jesus to death. So if that was his per- – yeah, so that doesn't jive with me. Like if Jesus is like my purpose is to die, which I think is 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 basically – he he demonstrates and, my purpose is to Garden do of this. Gethsemane, Jesus says to God, "If there's any other way, please yeah. let there be another way." And there isn't another way, so he has to die. And, and he submits like, himself. Oh, I'm not saying he didn't die. 
No, I know. But, but I'm yeah. saying it's. His, <laughs> but in that is, story, it's he God's gone. will. Yeah, he's, he's like talking to God and saying, "God, if there's any other way for me to do this, let me do it." And then there isn't, so he dies because it's what God wants. But him to not do. only that, as he, Jesus says, like this, but I him says right, he could have called ten thousand angels. He didn't have to die. But Jesus, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, is like, "I submit myself." Basically, I submit myself fully to your will. Yeah, and it is your will that I die. Which seems to me signals that there is the the wrath and punishment for sin, and that's what's put upon Jesus. So, but what could be another interpretation of that? I don't know. Why don't you tell me? No, I'm just I'm asking. Like, what, <laughs> what would is be the another other, way? What is the other interpretation? I mean, I'm just I'm throwing out conversation. I mean, for me, like I would say that another interpretation would be that. Jesus as the fullness, you know, in, in perfect unity with the father, recognizing that the will is death doesn't mean still, even though like there's, there's an understanding that this is what's coming, doesn't mean I'm asking you to not do this to me, Hmm. but can we find, or can you find, can I find, can we find whatever that means? Another, another way besides me dying at the hands of, of humanity. Because that's how I see it. I see humanity crushing the 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 full divine revelation of God. So, like the so with that interpretation is the idea that Jesus comes down, he teaches the right way. God's will would have been that everyone went like, "Oh, I get it now," and we all act the right way, and everything's great, and the kingdom of heaven comes to earth right then. But then, since that doesn't happen, we in our sin, humanity, rebel against that and kill Jesus. And then so, but then now, what does that mean then going forward? And then so, didn't we squash God's will in some level? Like, I don't, that's the part I don't. But if there was another way, why wouldn't God do it? I mean, to me, there's still, whether or not it's at the hands of men or or some other way, it still seems to me there's this need, right? There is a. Well, it's back to Romans. Atonement. Yeah, you need. Yeah, atonement, whatever. I'm I'm not an MDiv, so I don't know all the right (laughs) terms, but. But basically, there is a. It seems to me there's right? a there's a certainty that sin requires punishment, and it seems to me that's what that's what Christ does. And and I get that if there's another way, but apparently God decided there wasn't another way because He asked for it and there wasn't one. There there wasn't, but it doesn't mean that He did it, does it? He did what? The killing that well, He killed think, Jesus. I don't no, think it God doesn't kill Jesus, but. I think he offered. Well, him. that's that's what we're suggesting. Whenever we say it's his wrath, it's his punishment that took Jesus. Hmm. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I mean, it's a it's maybe a very semantic nuance. But the idea that God requires a sacrifice to, and, and I do struggle with this a little bit. But it's the idea that there's like a law, and this is kind of like Chronicles of Narnia shit, right? Where there's a law above God, even. Like the rules of the universe that God created, so he has to follow them because they're his rules. Maybe that's the way to look at it, is that sin requires a blood sacrifice or or a sacrifice in order to sort of replace or or to fix that, you know, repair that sin to get you back to holy. And so, therefore, a sacrifice is needed. And in this case, you know, the idea is that the little sacrifices don't work because they're short term and they're not right. I, I think the things. New Testament clarifies that though. To say that it isn't? Because I would say Romans lays out that whole theology by Paul. I, I understand like what like that where I'm coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the whole 
thesis that, that yeah. Paul lays out there. I mean, it is interesting that Paul lays that out, not Jesus. I mean, that's a whole other thing. That's a, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> and you know, but but there's also. So I feel like what I'm not arguing what, super, against what Paul says, but just understanding term, what Paul, Paul says. A super Jew lays that out. Super Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't mean that in any a, kind of like, I don't mean that in a bad way, it's but in I mean, a very like, good way. Bad way. Yeah, yeah. Like he gets the law. So he's yeah. going to interpret this in a way that follows the law. Um, I don't recall what I was saying. <laughs> sorry. Super Jew really <laughs> took me on really another. another yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, oh, I, I do remember. So yeah. like in Hebrews, so, you know, I, I understand like we, we read Paul from a certain perspective mm-hmm. quite often. Um, and I'm, Gonna go out on a limb, reformed, reformed. Like I'm a free church. I'm a hopeful agnostic. (laughs) 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 Brought Eric back. (laughs) So, so the 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 author of Hebrews Mm -hmm. says that the whole sacrificial system didn't work, Mm -hmm. and 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 almost suggests. This is my interpretation of it. That the author is almost suggesting. That the reason that God even set that up was so that humanity could feel justified in God's presence. You know, there's there's scriptures that say like, you know, your eyes are too pure to look upon evil. Mm-hmm. And yet Jesus was a friend of sinners. And even in that same passage in the Old Testament, God clarifies like it's that sort of like almost like back where he went with Job. Like, where were you when right. I like as if I can't see, you know. Right. I'm you know, and old. so that's that's yeah. kind of like a an understanding of the the law that they ha- held in that that time was that this is how we make how we become right with God. Right. But Hebrews suggests that it's actually it was it was one more act of grace where God says things like He says multiple times, "I don't care about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I desire mercy." Yeah. And there's in in uh, I think it's in Isaiah he says like. I've got the blood of so many bulls, goats, chickens, cows. I don't need it anymore. Like God doesn't actually seem even back then super concerned with the sacrifice, but the people and the sacrificial system, the law and all these things that people would do in order to feel like I'm now in right standing with God, that that moment is what God was actually after. And Jesus demonstrates that to us in the new Testament. And if we go back now, this 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 is kind of circling back around to my point is that now if we go back and we look at God as if Jesus is the full revelation of God not re- revealing God in words but in demonstration you know cuz words would be like God's going to kill you but I'm going to protect you or something you know I know that's, well, that's kind Josh's of Josh's style of leadership that's that's how Josh would lead but it's not how <laughs> Jesus would lead <laughs> Listen, nothing brings the team together like a common enemy. <laughs> <laughs> nothing better than a common enemy to get people to bond. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's I'm I'm just no, I'm processing all of these things. I don't have I don't I don't have a clue what it how it all like what everything means, but Well that's good. I mean that's a I hopefully I feel like we all come try to come at it with that humility, which is we're all trying to figure it out and no one knows for sure. But the discussion is what matters because we're all trying to grow and figure it out. So I appreciate in the story (laughs) to bring it back to the story. Oh, sorry, sorry. Is God a vengeful God, or is he a forgiving God? In the story, in the story, he feels very vengeful because he like anybody with doubts, he kills them. He relents. Plague. I mean, he relents because someone intercedes. Right. Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, and or I'm like, is that it's funny, like, well, while you're talking, like, I was also like, well, but also like when you go back to Cain and Abel, even God's like, well, I like your sacrifices and not your sacrifices. That's, yeah. That was, that was what they understood. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, and I agree with that interpretation because I mean, that's the inspiration thing is my struggle, but, um, what are you, inspiration? That's not your only struggle. No, I have a lot of struggles personally. A lot of struggles. Yeah. <laughs> so many personal struggles. But Me too. My theological struggle is the inspiration part because it just doesn't jive for me. But I eat because I'm sad and I'm sad because I eat. <laughs> yes. So I, I would to your question, like it's we're looking at it only from the the Jewish perspective, but what about these people that that are about to be displaced? No, yeah, that seems you know? unpleasant too. I mean, that yeah. seems that's true. And again, God, God, God says, and what does that mean? Who who said who who said God said Joshua's leadership? Who heard it? You know what I'm like? Again, so I believe that the yeah. scriptures are inspired. That they're there for for us to to gain an understanding of not only God but ourselves, which which I think it's really interesting that you guys always say what is it, what is it revealed to, about what do you say about ourselves and about God? Yeah, right. yeah, the right? divine and and oh, and I feel like ourselves. that's what this that's the whole of the scriptures. It shows us not only God, which you know we we almost present the scriptures like it's just it's all God. It's also a mirror, I think, and shows us like you see how. You know, you, I mean, I've been listening to all your guys' shows. You guys talk about the Hall of Faith in, in Hebrews chapter 11, and you go through it and you're like, douchebag, douchebag, <laughs> yeah. douchebag, Sam, douchebag. Samson was the douchebag. I think we called everybody else different names, but yeah. but they're all douchebags. <laughs> right, and and right. what does it show us? That's true. God is used to using douchebags. Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah you know? Oh, yeah. Right. Well, and I think that interpretation also is kind of how I've heard like the really problematic psalm about dashing the babies against the rocks part. Is that yeah. it's not like God saying, yeah, you should dash babies against rocks. It's like in the Bible to acknowledge that sometimes we feel that horribly that we're so angry at other people that we want to kill their children even. And like that's human nature. So it's more about us than it is about God. I don't know if Eric was here. He would say that it sounds like gosh wants us to God want gosh. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like God wants us to dash babies against rocks. Yeah. Not I mean, Eric would say that that's what God wants us to do. Or that's what they yeah, wanted. but I mean, even in the, they did even if you Annie. try to read it that way, <laughs> ancient Annie, there's nothing in there that says, "and God wants this." You know what I mean? That's just like literally, like blessed, like from the psalmist is saying, "Blessed are yeah, the whatever." Yeah, yeah. But that's my whole point about the psalms, which generally it's just this is the interpretation piece. Yeah. It's like opening the book of hymns that you read in church and going, "This is the word of God." It's like no, it's people singing the God. Yeah, or is it? Or is it people like this is how I really feel, and I'm attributing. I mean, this is the difficult part. Like, right. I'm attributing, like, this is how I feel. I totally want to dash our enemies, well, children the, against rocks. That's the thing about the Bible right. is it's it's written by human beings. I don't know that any of it's actually written by God himself. So that's where my whole thing on the interpretation comes down, which is, like, where the even, Bible accurately records God talking, that is the word of God. But, anything but again, else, how can you even know, like, what that means? How right. does God talk? Right. Well, I don't know. Well, and I don't know how accurately you – know? I don't know which parts are accurately Do we, do we really know if Moses was so just that's... doing this leadership thing? Right. Like, I don't like believe – Like, the Josh leadership Like, I don't believe that class. God came down and said, hey, if a donkey wanders into a your yard and you happen to have a pit in it and it falls in there and breaks its leg, you got to pay that guy money. Like, that's clearly – like, God said, here's the Ten Commandments. And then they went – 
oh shit, a, a donkey fell in this guy's yard. What are we going to do? All right, let's say, all right, the, all, all of our rules come from God. Let's just keep adding. <laughs> and the Lord C. said, and the Lord said to every stupid rule we add, but, you know, like. Yeah, but, but also how many times has like, have like you said something and then I relate to Meredith and I was like, it'll be funnier if I said Josh actually said this. <laughs> like, it'll be way funnier. Similarly, like, like this will have way, way more weight if I say God said it. And we, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. But but I'm relaying like secondhand, so I'm like, uh, it'll be funnier if I say like Josh said this like straight to Jen's face, or 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 I'm gonna look better if I say it went down. Oh, this way. totally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. Because I know I even, do that. Even Tons of people the, do that all back the time. To the Moses, yeah. I'm really important. God talked exactly, yeah, right. and, yeah, and he yeah. showed me his real self. I'm really important. <laughs> <laughs> but like even the, even the prophets, important. like well, it, who God spoke through, we know weren't that weren't perfect. No, because uh-uh. we just, we talked about Jonah before, and Jonah was a terrible prophet. They're all douchebags. He sucks. But this is my. Own, and the, the point, scripture says this is a slippery the, slope. The, the prophecy is subject to the prophet. Them, free. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. It, it's subject to a human being. Yeah. yeah. And there's no perfect human being. So how, this how is, do, how do we trust anything that the Bible says then? The point I often make of why I trust the scriptures versus other religions is, is the scripture is basically like, yeah. These people are effing douchebags, <laughs> and I'm including it in this story. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Versus, yeah. versus, versus some other religions like, oh, this person was really, really was awesome, perfect, perfect and everything. Like I never that. did yeah. anything bad or right, wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's right. like, so like David's a great example of that. Like David did some effed up shit, and we've yeah. talked about it before on right. this. We've never yeah. told a story about David, though. We haven't. You guys David, have talked a David lot, though. like we in this talk about David a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah but David's also yeah. always our example of He's how the, you can he, be a huge f- up and God still love you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because of like because That's of a particular true. characteristic of like David was like he horny? humble and oh. he. Oh, he's <laughs> <definitely> <laughs> Thank God. I'm sure oh, no one else. In, I'm sure no one else in here suffers from horniness um, and makes really terrible mistakes based on that. Um, nope, nope, nobody. Actually, I'm looking motiv- around. It also motivates me to do great things. Though, yeah, too. it's funny. Sure. That's true. Yeah, all right. But it was the hum- flowers. Right? <laughs> but like David, right? It's the humility. Working. The humility of like basically admitting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And Where that's if, if and that's the key difference. Today would actually admit, oh like, my god. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what? But I with David, if sorry. there was social yeah. media, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, but that's <laughs> like twenty four seven news cycle. But that's so whatever. true. That's the cardinal sin. It of, wasn't Facebook. It was rooftops. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. the cardinal sin of leadership. Now is never admit you're wrong for yeah. sure. Yeah. No, it isn't. Who said? But that? it's a lot easier for you. To, <laughs> it's a lot easier to admit you're wrong if you're the. I admit I'm wrong. It's but a I lot easier to admit out that we can all hate together. It'd be yeah. a lot easier to admit you're wrong if you're the king because you'd be like, yeah, I'm wrong, but I'm still the effing king. So right, that would yeah. be a little right. easier. Yeah, sure. you don't have to worry about elections. Right? Yeah, yeah. All right. What I think Ed's right. done. Ed's Ed done. packaged up I'm his uh, glass and everything. Yeah. He's ready to go. I'm getting ready to drinking water. I did. What a good person. I mean, you guys can keep going. Oh, geez. Here we go. This is like this is like the MDiv guilt trip. You guys can keep me on. <laughs> what are you right. talking about? <laughs> All you people who don't know what you're talking about, you can just go ahead and keep talking. Yeah, you just go ahead and keep <laughs> Do you know why I don't talk as much? Why? Because I have no clue what I'm talking about. Like, uh, none of us. Oh, like, you, read, that's it. you read Proverbs and took it to heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Unlike us, we're just like Meanwhile, words, yeah. words. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's, Talk more and listen less. <laughs> it's all really intriguing, but I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Here we go. I have not heard the name N.T. Wright in a conversation in years, and I love it. Oh, right on. Thanks, man. I love <laughs> it. That is Who's N.T. Wright? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but it's he's, a lot of right. He's a theologian that um, he's part of the Anglican Church. And, um, mm. Just a really, really grounded guy, extremely prolific author, dozens and dozens and dozens of books. He's very supportive of uh, British divorce when there's royalty involved. Oh, I'm okay. Just joking. That, was, that was an Anglican joke. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to think. Like, let's, wow, let's guess what. Sorry, 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 sorry about that. One. Sorry. All right. So N- <laughs> NT stands for New Testament, right? Because <laughs> it ain't. Wrong. Unlike his brother, OT wrong. OT wrong. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinke, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, and Jameson Stubbs. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. She's the introvert's extrovert and talks to people, so you don't have to. For now, this has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.